Good morning. <laughs> good morning. How are you feeling today? I feel, I feel good. You feel good. I feel energized. Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Sarah. And we're both successful serial entrepreneurs who believe the world is way better with more. More women-owned businesses, more wealth, more magic, and more champagne. But before we can add more, we need to return old business ideas that are taking up too much space in our lives. Enter The Refund, our content series for folks who are looking to return old storylines, concepts, and habits that no longer serve their life and business. Each episode, we're gonna cover one topic, share three key takeaways, and we're gonna receive a refund on what is no longer fitting the bill. Hashtag no receipts required. Listen and watch The Refund on YouTube and wherever you love to listen to podcasts. What are we What are we talking about today? Okay, the concept that we're gonna refund today is that you can't pay yourself or you pay yourself last as a business owner, mm-hmm. and we wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah. So how do you, tell me how you pay yourself. How did you figure that out when you started your brand? We, I knew that it would be really hard to start paying myself mm-hmm. if I didn't start paying myself from the beginning. I knew that it was going to be really hard to start paying myself mm-hmm. down the road if I didn't initially budget for that within how I was structuring my numbers. Ding, ding, ding. Do you hear that? You have to think about it first because it's it's harder to backtrack it, than to plan for it. And right? I actually remembered that I think probably my dad was very like pay yourself first when I got my first corporate job. Oh, that's and, amazing. And that was Great in the advice. form of contributing to my 401k, which mm-hmm. I maxed out and I had a company match at, mm-hmm. at Target when I was at Target. And then I put, I want to say another 10% into a liquid savings account. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it probably went to my checking account to pay for shots at the bar because I was 22 <laughs> or whatever. Dollar shots. Right. <laughs> and so the concept of paying myself first was one that had been kind of driven into me. I remembered learning about that in like a basic finance class in college. And I thought, if I don't structure this into my business model, into my pricing structure, mm-hmm. I will. it will be so hard to increase my prices enough right. to pay myself what I want to make. And I left a corporate job with a very pleasant salary and mm-hmm. cushy benefits and those are really hard things to walk away from yes and I knew that I wanted to get back to that point mm-hmm. within the same amount of time that I was at that point in my corporate career so within five years should I just say what I was making yeah I'm we should I think we that. should okay in general I think we should talk about money yeah because then women learn from each other yeah. and we shouldn't feel bad we've all been there when someone says what they're making and then they're like oh my god it should be more of an awakening of oh, I'm worth more, or yeah. oh, I should be showing my value or already showing my value and being compensated for my value. I think we should talk about money. Okay, I'll say. Yeah. So I had worked at my corporate career for five years. Mm-hmm. When I left, I was a manager. Mm-hmm. I had a team, and I was making $93,700 a year, or maybe ninety three five. Love an odd salary. number. Love an odd number salary. for salary. So, like, you know, that was pre-tax. Oh, so it's probably, like... 60. It was $5,000. Yeah, I was just going to say. After, <laughs> I, after I voted to pay more for taxes. It was, yeah, $5,000. Yeah. I mean, $5,000. No, so my salary was 93 whatever. Yep. And so, and I was in my early 20s at that mm-hmm. point. Or my, my late, I guess my late 20s at that yeah. point. Which was really great. That's great to be for close that. to six figures before you're 30. Again, it's like, if that's important to you, great. But just even understanding, like, this is how much I was making. Now, how do I repeat that with my business or get close to that? Yes, and so I had 
arbitrarily like kind of decided in my head within five years of running my business, I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to pay myself that much money. Awesome. Great goal. Look at And I do. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And I do. And that is something that I was really, um, two things. I'm not a numbers person. We know this. No, so numbers, I was scarred again by my father who with his red pen at the dining room table was marking up my math homework. Red, I, yeah, scary. I just it's super scary. Yes. We talked about red in our branding episode. Yep. It's an aggressive color. Psychology. And yep. so numbers are something that I instantly get very, very uncomfortable with. And yep. I'm not I'm very smart, but I have so much um just probably ridiculous fear in that space. Math yes. was always hard for me, even though I was always in the highest levels of math. Yep. Like I'm clearly competent, but I have a lot of other stuff happening. And so yep. I completely had miscalculated when my goal was within five years of business to pay myself my salary. Mm-hmm. I completely had forgotten that that salary was before taxes. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's a like, so my there's take a home, before and an after taxes. And in business... I pay my taxes in an estimated quarterly yep. tax payments, and it's, and it's more. It's it's there. That's a huge difference between a company taking care of it and it just being a nice little number that's pulled every two weeks. Here, you just don't know what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Here, I'm writing actively a check every quarter that I'm like, oh my, again, I voted for this. I got to yeah. do it, and Uncle Sam. Yes, and you have to be accountable to it, and it's estimated because you're hoping that you make then if you make more, that number is more, and it. Yeah, you start to have a reality moment where you're like, oh, what I thought I wanted actually needs to be higher if I want to take that home. So, but I did the opposite. I was goaling myself to 93 mm-hmm. as if it was my take home when I never took home $93,000. So, so less than five years, I was matching my salary. Amazing. And I did. I never thought about it that way. But anyway, good for me. I, mean, yeah, I was just gonna great. say that is that is best case scenario. And again, like that is one amazing that you had a family member that said pay yourself first. Like that is something I wish I would have heard. I felt like I had to work so hard, and I I felt like I had to fight so hard to get more money. And I always felt like I had to constantly prove that I was worth more money. And I mean, out of college, I was making thirty-five grand yeah. a year and working my ass off. And I'm such what a hard worker. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 2015. Okay, in 20, I graduated in 2009, and out of college, I made 48. Yeah, I mean, like that, and that's probably comparable to. Well, and the market had crashed too, yes, so you were probably tanked. in a different time, like. Yeah, inflation, depending on where you work, the type of company. But I remember making nothing. And I made more yeah. than most of my friends at that time. Which is wild. Because to live off 40000 just on your own, depending on your city, is really challenging. And I felt like I constantly, one, I always felt like money was a secret. Especially oh, in yeah. the, um, the agency space that I worked in, corporate America. Like, it always felt like a secret. And I always feel like, why is it a secret? And I always felt shame around it. And I think there's so many resources about like your money story, how you view money. It's a lot of things you can unpack in therapy. Highly recommend it. I want to put a pin in this thought really quick right here. That's the first thing I did when I started my Mm -hmm. business. And I think it served me really well. I had a ton of fear around money. Yes. I was very afraid because I left this 
incredible career that had built a beautiful life for my husband and right, I. And it, it, it was yeah. cushy and comfortable. We didn't own a house. We didn't have kids. Yeah. We just got to use that money for whatever we wanted. We yes. had great savings. I put it to a 401k. Yeah. And I, I left that comfort. Mm-hmm. And that terrified me. I was really afraid that I wasn't going to be able to afford the lifestyle that I had lived right. and that I wanted to continue living. And I, I'm grateful that I quickly realized that mm-hmm. fear was starting to debilitate me. Yep. I was bringing that negative energy into sales calls. Mm-hmm. I was bringing that negative energy into conversations around my business. And I think that became palpable yes. to the people around me of like, mm-hmm. what is this chick doing? And then and you're I, like, you question your own worth. Then I'm questioning my worth. It yes. was, it's a toxic mindset to be in with you Vicious. have money fear. Yeah. And so I wanted to interrupt because you brought up like, talk about it in therapy, work through it. I read two books that really mm-hmm. helped me. Okay, what are they? Um, How to Think and Grow Rich. Awesome. Which is, it's written by a white man for white men. So just, you (laughs) need to know that. But it's really one of the first, like, he talks kind of about, the concepts he's talking about are kind of like manifestation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I thought that that was fascinating. So he talks a lot about mindset. So he worked with, like, the Carnegie's, the Rockefellers. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, again, old money uh, what were they like in rail- railroads? Probably whatever they were in, yeah. like old white men's club when yeah. they all got rich together back when we were building our country. Yep, we back when the white men were building our yes. country and left everyone out um, and kept all the money for themselves. Correct. This man wrote this book for those people, and yeah. I was like, listen, if this worked for them, I want to read it and yeah. apply it to my money mindset. Yes, and so I really enjoyed that book. But you just you do have to have a. Just remember who it was written for, and instead of being upset about that, be like, fuck you, I'm going to take those how ideas you, for myself. How do you translate how do you adopt it? it? How do you just translate it so that you can have feel you like read you it? have information? No, but I'm going to add it to my list. Yes, add I'll it to your list. It. It's a good one. And I, I listened to it. Yeah. The other book I read was You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, I love her. She's great. Uh, Jen Sincero. Yes, she's great. You Are a Badass. Like She has a series of books. Yes. The financial one is fantastic. Like, it, very, very good. It just helped me realize like if I don't think I'm worth making money, nobody else is going to think I'm worth, ding, ding, ding. worth yeah. it. And they're not going to pay me. And I was like, I am not in this to make nothing. I'm not in this to be a victim to my business. I'm not mm-hmm. in this to sacrifice my life away. So I have to get my mindset locked mm-hmm. up, and then I can proceed. Absolutely. So I had to interrupt when no, you were talking about things is, to do to help with that money mindset. It's the first step is like unpacking how do you view money, what's your relationship with money, personally, professionally, with your significant and other. And like you said, we don't talk about money societally, mm-hmm. which is why the data is showing clearly things that we've already known. Women are paid less for comparable yep. jobs. Women of color are paid dress less for comparable jobs. Yep. It's, it's We get less funding. Like anything that uh, the financial system was, we're not allowed to have money is the idea that you return. Is that, and if we want money, that that's a bad thing, which I totally disagree with. I you're believe selfish, like, you're self-centered, yeah. you're narcissistic. That's just not true. And I think, and I hear this all the time from women-owned businesses, it's like women always put their money back into the community. It's mm-hmm. never just, I want money so that I can buy a yacht. I mean, which sounds fine. I do want money to buy a yacht. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But and also I want on. money to invest in other small female entrepreneurs. Yes. I want money to help communities that need it. There's a lot of reasons I want money. A yacht is just a part right. of it. That's one arm of it. But who cares what you want to do with your money? It's just right. the narrative that we've been told. 
well, you can't have it because your sole role in the society is to do one thing, and that is to like your children, and, and which is, again is fine if you want to do that. But I believe women should have options, 100%. and we should also have financial freedom and be able to make our own choices and play in our economy because. Even in the past few years, like women-owned businesses are driving so much money into our economy that it, the trend just is going to continue to go up. But we can't help each other if we don't talk about money and we don't Correct. talk about what we're making and be honest about, oh, hey, I feel like I'm not making enough money. Or, hey, how do I make sure that I can hire somebody and pay them appropriately so I have the right team? And so with my consulting business, JDP Consult, I do this a lot with women-owned businesses because I'm passionate about women making what they deserve and part of what i do is helping them do a cost analysis of what is it costing you to operate your business and can you afford to pay yourself what do you need to do to pay yourself and you're allowed to pay yourself and the numbers aren't scary i like to think your numbers are one story of your entire brand just like your branding yeah. is one story your financials are another story and no one's expecting you to learn how to set up a spreadsheet but know enough that you can hire somebody to help you and which is how i manage yes which is my so smart elevate and delegate elevate to the people you want in, in your world and then like, all you have to do then is look at the numbers and make decisions yep exactly look and at, that's what we do yes. hey how's this quarter looking what are our projections looking like yes somebody tiff pulls that together and gives it to me Says, hey, here's and we discuss happening. it and we talk about okay what are is this are we meeting our goals mm -hmm. are we not are we exceeding our goals how can we use this as one data point in the yes. business to help us make strategic decisions yes. moving forward? It's one part of the story. And I think goal setting and forecasting is so important to your point where it's like, look at the next year, three year, five year. And I think set lofty goals because women usually hit their goals. There is, I love Shark Tank. That's actually how I pitched yes. my investors was I learned how to negotiate by shark watching. Tank I totally Shark Tank styled them. And Kevin O'Leary, who's the bald dude, Mr. Uh, Wonderful, he's like oh, the yeah, numbers yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, he will typically only invest in women businesses because women will always hit their goals. Yeah. They always exceed their goals because we undervalue our, like, we'll set a goal here, but we always exceed it. Right, right, right. So I always say, like, set lofty goals because you'd be so surprised yeah. if you, how quickly you would hit it. And I've let go of the notion of, oh, I don't know if I should be charging that much. And to your point, I was like, this is the value I bring as a consultant and the prices are going up, the fees are going up, you want the best, you have to pay for the best. Yeah. And that's that's the business model. Now I tell women, like, I worked in corporate America for a year and I'm close to doubling what I made a yeah. year out of it because yeah. I decided this is what I'm worth, this is what I can deliver, obviously knowing your capacity and what you can deliver on, but... I am doing that on my own, and then every month, like outside of what I'm taking into the business, everything else is going back into the business. So yeah. I don't need additional funding for my consulting business. I've mapped it out that I can afford to just be me and maybe hire some people. Yeah, and that's that's just starting with just creating a forecast, just creating a plan that says this is what I want to make. Yes. Now, how do I? Can I get there realistically? That's and what I. Backwards? That's how I did. That's how I did my planning too. Mm -hmm. As I worked backwards, and I started really modestly. Mm -hmm. I would just. I have only contractors on my team. Mm -hmm. I don't have employees, full-time employees, so I don't run payroll. Mm -hmm. They invoice me, I pay their invoices, and then I just transfer money from my business bank account to my personal bank account for yep. my pay weekly. And yep. I started small. I think mm -hmm. I started at like maybe $200 a week was kind of my first when I decided to regularly pay myself mm -hmm. on a Friday. Yeah. And I would just set up an automatic transfer and move 200 bucks. And then 
I was feeling like, okay, well, I'm raising my business prices. Mm -hmm. I have no overhead. Mm -hmm. I just have a laptop, right? I don't, right. we talked about that in yes. another episode. I want freedom and flexibility to yep. move and work wherever I want. So I don't have an office. I don't have a ton of equipment. I don't mm -hmm. need a lot of stuff to run my business right. because that aligns with how I want my life to look. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yep. That's part that should go into when you're forecasting how yes. much you want to make. Absolutely it should. Lifestyle is a huge one. And my, one of my goals was to make what I made by year five in business, mm -hmm. full time in business, which is this year, to make what I made five years in at my corporate yeah. job. And so I just started really small and mm -hmm. transferred that money regularly. And then, you know, a couple months later, I think I increased it to $250 a week, mm -hmm. which isn't a lot of money. And when I could, because cash flow isn't always stable when you're a business owner, let's be real. Like there's you talked risk. about, there's risk. You talked about in retail, Q4, you're making, you're like, I'm rolling in dough. Feast and famine Q1, industry. Q1, all yep. of a sudden you're like, I have nothing. Right? It's I'm a, planning for Christmas again. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yes. So when I had an injection of cash into the business, mm -hmm. I would take like a bonus check or I'd mm -hmm. pull money because I could afford more money. So I wasn't only paying myself two fifty a week. But that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And I just slowly started increasing that. I think from there I went to five hundred, then seven fifty, then fifteen hundred, and now I pay myself two thousand dollars a week. Amazing. Plus any time I can take an extra cash yep. lump sum. <laughs> Bonus. Bonus check time. Yeah, you got to check it with the boss, you aka yourself. Me. And you're like, hey. She likes to write herself checks. <laughs> so I think when you think about, you know, paying yourself, so there's the forecasting, there's the thinking about like, what do you want for your business? That's going to impact how much you should bring in, pay yourself, pay your team. And then there's always the discussion about funding. How do I, do I need funding? How do I get funding? Yeah. One, funding's hard for women to get in general, as we talked about. I believe the latest statistic I just read about less than, there's, we should, we're going to fact check this. <laughs> Remember how I talked about numbers? Remember how I talked yes. about numbers? Uh, I think 1.8% of funding goes to people of, of venture capital funding goes to people of color and women. Split yeah. between yes. people of color, including men it's of like color less, and, and women. It's like less than 1% like per It's something insane. It's terrible. It's a horrible And we're percentage. talking about trillions of dollars yes. that get invested. Yes. Yeah, it's And it's women insanity. and people of color get less than 2% And of that. we hit our goals and we have a higher return on our investments which we could fact check, Ugh. but my gut is saying yes. But I think when it comes to what kind of funding you need, it always starts with what's the end goal? What are you trying to do? The impact of if you have VC funding, you have equity you're giving up, you have to have a faster return on your investments. If you go the grant route, that's something mm. that is a kind of short-term cash infusion. If you get a loan, like they're all different avenues. There's not one right way. The ultimate goal is why do you need the money? Yep. Start there. And money, more money, more problems. We've heard that. But money can help you scale your business. It can help you hire your first employee. But you have to figure out, do you need the additional funding? And where are you putting that money? Yeah. Because that, I feel like funding is not a one size fits all. I, I get that question agree. all the time. And it's like, you have and to you, know your numbers. And you've experienced both. Mm -hmm. You're self-funding this brand, JDP yep. Consulting. Mm -hmm and you got funding for men. Mm -hmm. I think this is a whole other episode where we Absolutely. need to dive into investing specifically. Yes, it's a totally, and there is no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing before you even go to whether or not I need an investor or a grant, like start with your numbers, know your numbers. Our, our takeaways, yes. know your numbers. Which means you pay yourself first. Pay Nobody yourself first. works for free. Nobody works for Ain't free. Nobody working for free. You're way too cool to not be paying yourself. <laughs> 
pay yourself today immediately um, and pay your staff. I think you need to pay people fairly. Everybody gets compensated differently, but talk about money. Talk about money. I Talk think that's about two. Money. And Number then two. I was going to say set lofty goals. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to tell people, for me, in the next three, well, five years, I want to make half a million. Yeah. Half a million. It's just me, maybe an assistant. That's my goal, too. Yeah. So there, we just put it out into the universe, and in the next five years, hopefully sooner. <gasps> you know what else? This is a full circle moment. Last night, we had dinner with someone <laughs> Who makes five hundred thousand wow. a year? Wow! Yeah, so we're we like, were just we're just yeah. bringing in that juju. <laughs> Go her, juju. right? Go yeah, her. Also incredible, an incredible woman that was telling, and she was like, "Do I tell you?" And we're like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, tell us, put that out there because we're going to we keep were each just other all like, We were just clapping and excited. Yes. There was no like we weren't like. Mm. I was no, like, that's so dumb. We I looked at so her and stoked. I was like, you should be making more. Yeah, we were like, fuck yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> Go for the millie. Yes. And then what happens is then you're surrounded by women who keep you accountable and then you hit that half a million and then you throw a party on your yacht. We're returning the, the idea that you can't pay, can't yourself. pay yourself. And that you, you, can that pay you yourself shouldn't pay yourself owner. first. And that's not selfish. And I would love to hear, whether it's on Instagram, via just commenting, Tell us what your goals are. Love that. I'd love to know how much you want to make. Let's have an open, public-facing conversation about this because Absolutely. nothing happens, nothing bad happens when we have these conversations. Absolutely. Let us know. Yeah. Follow us. Subscribe on YouTube. You can find us on all of the places that you love to Socials. listen to your podcasts. You can We're find gonna us on link the to the books. Books that we mentioned. There's a couple books, and we'll list. There's a couple other ones. Good financial books you should listen to. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know what you want to make in the next five years. I love and that. we would That's love fun. to have you Let's talk about it. Share. And then you'll you'll probably hit those goals and exceed them. For if, sure. I, if I'm guessing, we probably will. Cheers to you. Making Cheers. that money. Cheers.